All right, we're back. Good morning, Paul Cheehy. Top of the morning to you, Michael Caldwell. And the balance of the morning to you. That's usually your line. Good role reversal right there. <laughs> Thanks. Well, it's been a while since, uh, I don't know, a week and a half, two weeks, three weeks. I don't know. I've lost track since uh, episode 18. Here we are, episode 19. Busy living. Even 20 with, uh, with episode zero back in the day. Um, First and foremost, what we talked about last time as we were finishing, you were headed to Washington, Oregon? Pendleton, Oregon. Pendleton, Oregon. One of the world-famous roundup. Yes. And you're going to go visit a, an old friend, a friend of Sarah's from the day. Why don't you catch me up on that visit? All right. I uh, don't want to take a lot of our airtime, but take all you want man I learned a lot about myself and uh, as we discussed I plunged myself right into this and I think the thing with me I don't like creating expectations in fact that might have been the topic of our last that's what we were talking about yeah and yet when I'm put in stressful situations I have to I guess I don't have to but what I do is play the tape forward Right, and I figure I like that analogy. So I didn't do that this time, and I didn't consider there's so many people involved here. I'm not sure I stopped to consider all the people's feelings involved. You know, how is this gonna? I just kind of put it together and trusted God, and here we go. And then as it got closer, and as I told you about it, um. Anyway, I learned a lot about myself, and then when we walked in and saw this baby, it's funny because uh, we got a text right before we were getting there, hey, Adley's sick, and I went, sweet, just keep on driving, (laughs) right? That little glimmer of getting out of something difficult, and uh, Jesslyn said, he's all right, but just wanted to tell you that he's uh, not feeling good. And so we went in there, and he was sick and uh, not real happy. And I went in with every intention of smelling his hair, and all I could do was stare at him, and I started crying. <laughs> I started bawling. And uh, Jesslyn and her, her husband were so gracious to us, and uh, it, took, it shocked me that it just came out, and I walked around, I went, Hey, where's your bathroom? You know, and I, those flowers are making me <laughs> pull. Anyway, uh, I came out and uh, I didn't feel judged or out of place for doing that. It just, uh, it still catches me off guard when I will blubber about something in public. And so it felt so good to do that. And uh, we walked around, had a nice visit, but we couldn't get, you know, all up in his hair because he was uh, real, he was tense and sick and had a fever and uh, had the binky in and all that. But uh, a beautiful visit. And when we left, yeah, and like I predicted going over, we had to dialogue, got to dialogue about it, talk about it and her and their beautiful home. and, And then we went and had a magnificent time in the gorge, which I'd never stayed over before. And man, we had such a peaceful time uh, just hanging out and chilling. And that was the whole, 
you know, I had expectations of going over there and chilling out, and uh, we were able to do that. So thanks for asking. And well, it to was back up really a little bit, so family. this this person is give give a little bit of background. This on person Sarah's was friend. Sarah's her best name? friend. Her name is Jesslyn Smith, and she married a handsome cowboy named Dallas. And they live on the outskirts of Pendleton. And he's one of the happier dudes I've ever met. And maybe, I don't think it's just when we come around, it's legit. And I even commented to him, hey, you're a happy guy. And he goes, yeah. And Jesslyn said, yeah, it's almost annoying. He's never, he's always a ray of positivity. So uh, it was a really nice, nesty feeling walking in on them. And their family, you know, all grown up and uh, have this little boy. And he's named after some professional baseball player. And uh, How old is he, the baby? He's eight months now. Okay. Yeah. And his name is Adley. And I don't know who he's named after. but And I hope the dad doesn't try to force him there. But I think he had his right hand tied behind his back. <laughs> he's trying to make him a lefty. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. It'll be fun to follow the kid, if uh, Lord willing. I think that's cool. I mean, 21 years later that you're still staying in touch with Sarah's friend. It's totally cool. And I commend her for that and got to tell her how meaningful that is. And yeah. Was that more on her, you, like keeping that connection alive or was that mutual? Initially, it would have been her and Jody. And then I, I don't remember why... I got her digits, and I just started piecing her out, you know, like I do occasionally. And then I started hearing feedback, wow, I needed that. And then we kind of built a a text relationship. And then the more, with every passing year, the fact that she still was my friend was so powerful. And that obviously it drove me drove me to drive there and uh, keep that thing going yeah well that's so as you know i'm not very friendly i don't need a lot of people it's what i say anyway it's not true and then uh yeah so i i i wish i could remember how that connection started uh but i can't but i'm glad it did yeah and i'll give a credit to jody for staying in touch I'm glad to share that about her because you know, I'm kind of in this, I don't know, weird, weird phase a little bit because you know, all of Braden's friends from, from growing up are now seniors in high school. So busy you know, with their lives and sports and right. whatever else. You know, this, it, senior, senior is a very, very busy time of year or busy time of life, right? With a lot right. of changes and, or pending changes. And, um, and not that I'm, you know, living through them to stay, you know, in some way connected to Braden or whatever. But it's, um, but I hope maybe like your experience that I will be able to stay connected and keep that relationship with with so many of those boys and, and girls that he grew up with. Um, that I had the pleasure of coaching, you know, when they were peewees and all that kind of stuff. You build those relationships with them, you know, while you're also raising your your own child. And um, so who knows what 20 years will be like for me and some of those relationships. I hope 
I hope I have maybe some some similar experiences. You know, when they have you know get married and have right. kids and all those types of things, and and you can still stay in in touch and involved in their life in some way at a distance. I'm pretty confident that you will, Mike. I mean, I'm not just as Braden's dad, but you've touched those people as a principal, uh, as that dad, as their coach. I think you're going to find that they'll, uh, they're still going to be a part of your life. Yeah. I'm hoping so, too. I hope, I hope so, yeah. So I have to ask you, switching gears a little bit, you know, you're, uh, I don't know if this is your mantra, but day by day, right? One day at a time? Yes, I don't think we've talked about on air. It's been one of my notes to come back to your fruit stickers and your napkin quotes. Put you on the spot. What, what's that all about? Wow. So you got some inside information, it sounds like. <laughs> Maybe. Oh, boy. So once again, off guard, no one asks me these kinds of questions. So after Sarah's accident, I became a chocolate mess. Angry, dysfunctional, over-medicated, isolated. Getting to the point of unemployable. And... uh, As I mentioned before, by the grace of God, Jace Man enters our lives. And it was a big two by four in my face. Get your shit together. And so, again, with God's help, I was able to, one day at a time, try to stop doing all those things that I mentioned. And uh, man, it sounds so easy, day at a time, day at a time, right? It's uh, as cliche as it gets, and I've seen the t-shirts and the posters, and I was struggling with doing that. And uh, so, for the long, as long as I can remember, I would be, I would eat an apple every day, or a banana every day. And I started... As there's a banana (laughs) sitting in front of you right here. Yes, good call. (laughs) And uh, so those, those fruits that I were eating had a sticker on them. And I would grab that sticker and I would put it on the garage wall as I left for the day. And pretty soon, and I try not to think about tomorrow, just do it today. Try to be employable today. Try not to be angry today. And... Uh, Every once in a while, I'd put one on my shirt, you know, kind of a a new logo. And so, long story, the garage at our old place was packed with these stickers right by the door I went out every day. And then, so flash forward to this year, I am hugging a good friend, and she just had a piece of fruit. And after I sat down, she goes, oh, I must have got my sticker on your shirt. 
and she went to grab it off, and I went, whoa, no, 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 no. <laughs> and so I told her about the silly way that I try to keep myself in the day, and don't you dare touch my banana sticker. <laughs> and uh, she, and I told her about the garage, and uh, she was moved by that, and I was shocked once again. How are these little things that are secrets, how did they continue to inspire people and where's the book to continue to do that for people? Yeah. And uh, so I told her that story. She goes, you got to tell that story. It's a beautiful story. I went home and I took a picture of the garage door because when we moved to our new house, I kept that tradition going. And so the left side of our entry from the garage is packed with stickers. And uh, so it kind of became a thing. Uh, she's looking for the sticker on my uniform. And uh, Jody knows if she buys fruit, make sure there's one with a sticker. And you can look by the shape. Did you have a gala today or a, you know, a chiquita? And then it could be lime, any. I love stickers anyway. So that's the sticker story. You do love stickers, yeah. I do. And I, the outside fridge, you can't hardly see because it's got my collection of stickers on it. And the other door in the garage is starting to get some, too, because the fridge is almost full not to mention your license plates on your vehicle <laughs> which i think are illegal because and they're covered with so many stickers uh, okay maybe <laughs> and uh, uh, yes. i love that i love that story though i love the i love the one day at a time kind of focus and i do too it's been something that now. takes so much practice to do and it has a lot to do with not creating those expectations and go to work and punch your clock or whatever you do to keep your mind out of the places that you know it can go. Mm -hmm. And yeah. uh, yes, so I may sound like a talking cliche at times, but the one day at a time, and trust God and all those things, I'm telling you, the evidence is in, those are true. So I'm not a cliche, I'm evidence for uh, getting busy living instead of the opposite end of that. Thanks for asking. Love it. Thank you for uh, elaborating on that. That's awesome. What's the, uh, is it related? What's the, what's the napkin deal? Oh, the napkin deal. <laughs> okay, here's a shout out to uh, Nicholas by Candy. If you're listening, he's a 12th grader. He's a senior. He's eating his sack lunch, and he breaks out a note from his mom. And that touched me. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Your, your mom writes you a note. Yes, love her. She does this. She's done this for me since I can remember. She wrote the son a note. He was proud of it, not embarrassed. He didn't hide the note. And, you know, his mother wasn't being that loving with your mom. Wasn't a big deal to get embarrassed by. And so I started doing that with uh, both my kids and then the later I just started writing stuff on napkins and I put all our napkins in the, on, the, on the dinner table there and they all have a semi inspirational saying yeah. sometimes witty, sometimes not and then we had uh, Jody's family came out from Michigan and Aunt Doris was super inspired once again what are the things that are touching people she was so moved by those napkins oh don't use that 
and well we, we use them and uh so i sent her a pack in the mail as an oh happy day and she had a set of my inspirational napkins in her home back in uh, michigan love it right and then so still fill on the table but not real consistently and then this last go around uh i got a job here where i take a lunch and i started writing myself a note like nicholas's mom did and so i write a note and i put it in my lunch bag and it's usually for me personal things i can anyway and so i'm eating lunch with my friends and i wasn't embarrassed by that just like Nick and I said look at these napkins and there's there goes the ripple and now there's two people that insist that the three days that I pack a lunch that I forward a picture of the napkin to them so and one of them's even making a file out of these napkins <laughs> I think I received some of those yeah so <laughs> I knew you had some kind of inside information and uh, that's kind of a uh, I don't know. That's kind of a well-kept secret that now isn't. And no, it's out I, there. Yeah, and I do hope Nick is listening. I don't know why he would be, but love you, man. And uh, there's the napkin story. You're a pretty cool dude, Paul. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, those are Say good. Say it again. You are a pretty cool dude, Paul Jehe. <laughs> Thanks, Mike. You're welcome. I love it. I love those things, and... You know, through this journey um, over the last year or so, um, talked a lot about how to help other people and how how this podcast and conversations and everything that we do to kind of help get us through it. But the example you give, you're given is kind of how do you help yourself keep going? And sometimes it's not just. Sometimes you got to do that and figure out how to get through one day at a time. And and uh, kind of you found a process or a method that kind of helped helped you and I think that's really cool thank you and uh, I see you doing the same thing maybe a little different approach but uh, you're doing the deal too and I think that's why we feed well off of each other and uh, you know we always wondered what this was going to be and uh, here it is just two dudes and yeah. I love that and I love you love you back man so it's been a year um, roughly I think we started podcasting at least recording I think sometime in September last year and I think we started pushing them out like early maybe it was October November but I know it was kind of this time where we started started going so reflect back just a year like where I was where we were a year ago and where we are today mm-hmm. um, it's been a lot of change a lot of growth um, a lot of healing in some ways, even though it's you're never healed, I don't think. But um, we've come a long way in this podcast, and and I don't know. I'll speak for myself. Just again, one that whole mantra, one day at a time. Um, there was days in the last year that I didn't know if I was going to get to the next day. It was there's some really tough days in there, and um, certainly. But you got to figure out how to how to kind of keep moving forward. And this friendship that I have built with you and that we've shared on air has, has certainly been a big part of my journey over the last year and helping us helping helping me get through. So I don't know. I, I think about this podcast and you know when we started it, you know, it was all about trying to capture, you know, some of the conversations we had and the 
realness of, of going through the, I think the toughest thing you can go through as a, as a person, Mm -hmm. um, losing your, losing a child and, and, uh, and then hoping that maybe it would resonate with other people and, and help them in some ways. And as I look back, I think it has, and I think we've, um, we've done some good stuff here. I think, you know, I know, again, for me, it's been great, but I think, you know, what we've heard from other people, it's been good in, in, in a lot of ways for other people that have, have listened as well. So, uh, so I think we've done good here. I agree. And I thought it had been longer than a year, seems like longer <laughs> than that. But when I stop and think about the growth that's taking place in this old dog because of this gosh super meaningful and I'm so grateful that I got to be a part of it and that kind of seems weird to say because if you asked me two years ago if I wanted to be a part of this with my good friend Mike wow no 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 don't do that yeah and then the things that I'm hearing from the listeners, I didn't know I had that in me, right? I didn't know that my words were this powerful. So again, I grow from that and I learn from that and I get strength and relief from that. So, uh, man, it's hard to put into words for me what's changed in from fall to fall because of some shitty event that you and your family are getting to choose to live through yeah yeah and i have no idea really i mean i can only speculate what what it has meant for other people i've heard you know from from people that have that have heard and tuned in and and listened and you know, but before I go there, I've also know that there's a lot of people that I know that are afraid to t- tune in. It's dark. It's a dark room that they don't know. Right. <laughs> they don't. They're they're afraid to kind of venture into. And I don't know. I think they have the idea, and maybe it is that this is going to be too depressing or too scary, sad, and they don't want to take themselves into that. Right. I don't know if it's been that. Maybe it has. It's. I think we're where I'll stake my flag as, as being, you know, certain or proud that I think it's been real and that's inauthentic. And, and I think that's where I hope the value comes in is that this is, this is a real conversation between two dads, like we started that, you know, that both happen to be friends, but also both happen to lose their child way too soon in life and that this podcast has been about having real conversations in 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 that journey you know even 21 years apart in our in our journey but you know what what are what we think about and what we go through and what we trying to how we try to process things or live one day at a time as you said and and I think authenticity in this day and age is it's hard to come by. It's hard to hard to be. I mean, it's hard hard to get in 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 true form. And I hope that if there's nothing else, that's what we've provided through this. Hundred percent agree, and that's what I think. You hit the head there. 
um, that authenticity. It feels so good for me to be honest. I didn't know it was going to be this hard <laughs> to be honest and authentic and raw and real, but it feels so refreshing to do that. And I don't, there's countless things that you've asked me that I have to choose. Tell the truth, expose myself, or skirt around it. And, and I'm not once have I had to skirt around anything. And that feels so good for me. And like you said, it's a hard thing to do nowadays. And if we can get the listeners to try to do that, man, that's good stuff. Talk about it. Laugh about it. Cry about it. Yeah. And then, uh, God, it's so refreshing to cut that shit in half. Yeah. It works. There's been... We've had this our 20th conversation that we've recorded. And there's been one thing that... I have not been completely that I haven't come out and said out loud and I'm going to say it today because I'm still struggling with it and and I haven't said it because I I don't want you or someone else that have lost a child to also feel I don't want to place this on somebody else bring it um and I haven't I haven't said this to anybody but <clears throat> On one hand, I feel like I was a great dad for Braden. You know, I um, we did so much together. You know, and music, uh, phenomenal kid, just great kid. Um, <clears throat> he's a great son to my wife and I, and great brother to his sisters, and great friend. You know. <clears throat> But on the other hand, one of the things that I struggle with is I feel like as a parent, <clears throat> your maybe number one job, most important job, is to make sure that they outlive you. <clears throat> so one of the things that I struggle with <clears throat> deep, deep down inside is that that failure even though you do everything to be a great parent a great dad the one thing that I feel like sometimes that I, I think that I, that I should be measured on is that and that was a significant failure and I know and I say that out loud Good. with so much hesitancy because I don't want to ever place that on somebody else that have had this similar experience and that maybe haven't thought about that and, and shouldn't think about that. And I know as I say it out loud, it's like, God, you shouldn't even say that. But I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but that's something that I will wrestle with still. You know, you know what I mean? I do, and I'm so proud of you for saying that. And that goes right along with what we just said get it out there if it's shameful embarrassing troubling oh well so I have that to this day 
But when I hear you say it, I say, holy cow, Mike, you just, you answered your own dilemma. You just said you were a good, and I think you used the word great, maybe, a great father, right? And that your responsibility was to do everything in your control to, for your kid to outlive you. Well, if, if that's the case, that's not the case. <laughs> you can't, you're not that powerful. Yeah. You're not that powerful. And I know that might be tough to swallow, but you had that son of yours in every position to succeed, right? You mentioned all those things. I saw all those things. His friends know all those things. God knows all those things. If you put the blame on yourself for this one incident, then you're forgetting about the big picture. And then for then it's all about Mike instead of all about living and all about the goodness that you got to experience with Braden and that I got to experience with Sarah. She was never once in doubt that we loved her and she was never unsafe. I'm guessing that Braden never once doubted how much his family loved him. Yeah. He didn't feel unsafe. He wasn't scared to live. He was busy living. And yeah, God he had was. a different story. Yeah. And the ending chapters got tweaked a little bit, but he's still a powerful part of our family. Yeah. And you're being too hard on yourself. Now, that this is crazy coming from me because I beat myself senseless over this. Why couldn't I protect? What was I doing? Yeah. I wasn't even there. All this for years. Just couldn't quit beating myself up over it. And then I had to, I just, I had to have the faith that there's a bigger picture and that I'm not the center of it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know that you're not alone in any of those feelings. That's primitive. That's in a parent's gut. Yeah. To watch the campsite and make sure the tiger's not out there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And everything you said, I know is, I know is true. And I know you do. That's the hard part. <laughs> and that is. And and now we get to laugh about it. Yeah. Wow. I, and I appreciate, appreciate the I don't know pep talk, if you will, or the <laughs> the reality check. And you're right. It's not all about me. But you know, we talk about one day at a time. And I think, I think from the outside, people, you know would say, God, Mike's doing really good or Amy's doing really good and they would been, say you know, that. a year and a half and, and you know, all for all intents and purposes they're right. We are doing well. But but right. The but that no we one will can still understand. continue to go one day at a time and fight those deep dark demons that I just talked about out loud for the first time every day. And some days will be better than others and it will be a day-to-day -day battle, just like you said, you know, what, what you do and, and remind yourself getting through one day at a time. And, and that's where we're at. And um, 
but man, I have so much to be grateful for um, in friendship with you and so many other people that are listening or not listening, it doesn't matter, um, that are in our circle that have made such a difference in our lives and that makes the day-to-day battle um, so much easier. Right, you do have that. So imagine if you didn't have that, it'd be even a more of a challenge. So for you to recognize that, it's a good, good, good. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this is kind of cool thing. So in, in August of last year, August, September of last year, when Paul and I decided we're going to do this, we uh, reached out to my good friend, Eddie Moore, at 116 in West, and their address is on 805, I believe, West Idaho Street. And uh, so we met with them, talked about this, and them being a PR communications firm, they had, they they were all about podcasts and knew everything that Paul and I didn't know. And so we used them as kind of a consultant. They helped us get set up with equipment, and we did our first two or so episodes at 805 West Idaho Street. With an engineer, with uh, Jody Sally, our good friend, engineer, audio guy, that kind of helped us helped us get going. And um, I want to announce today we're gonna Paul and I have decided we're gonna go on an indefinite pause on this wrecked podcast. Um, I don't want to say this is the last episode because we're gonna leave that open ended, but it could be our last episode, and and we're okay with that because when we started this journey. You know, we started with episode zero because we didn't know if there was going to be episode one. And <laughs> like the old mantra of one day at a time, we said, we'll take it one episode at a time and, and uh, see where we end up. And we'll know when we are finished. And, and we'll uh, know. We will know. And I think Paul and I are f- kind of feeling that this journey is maybe coming to a close or at least an indefinite pause for now. Pause. So... That's where we're at. Paul, what do you think about that? I do like it. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> here's the, the Gucci of the thing. One of our, uh, we had a guest on that was talking about signs all the time. And I was wearing a Wazoo t-shirt. And that was the sign that our guests needed to get whatever they needed from the sign. And this morning, I was thinking as I was driving in, I wonder... I don't know. I wonder how Mike feels about this. We never talk about this. We just come in and do it, and then we let the ripple ride. Yep. And I was thinking, gosh, I don't know. what What's left? How long is this? How long? Anyway, so we sat down, and he's got the exact same thing on his mind. And I went, huh, maybe it's time. So he says, go get your water. Make your uh, lap. <laughs> And I went up to get my water, and on the wall, here's the sign. There's a black and white photograph of the office building in downtown Idaho where we did our first podcast. And I can almost smell the tree because I went outside that day, and Mike was on his bike, and I could see the trees starting to turn color. And I remember saying, what are we doing here? What, what is this? And then, man, what a beautiful thing. One day at a time, one episode at a time, we uh, stack 20 together. That's amazing to me. And like I gushed before, happy to be a part of it. So there's your sign. 
And uh, thanks to Moxie for hosting us for most of these. And uh, yeah. I look forward to the next one. Absolutely, yes. So if you are if you swing by Moxie, um, or if you maybe just coming in to hear the blender, I'm not sure, but if you come by Moxie on Chinden, um, right behind the... Uh, the barista is there on the on the left side. You'll see the 805 West Idaho sign, and uh, that's the one Paul's referencing. And uh, I think that's a, that's a good sign that we've done our work here. And uh, like I said, we'll leave it open, and maybe we'll have a reunion in a year, six months, who knows, and come back to this. But we'll leave it online, and, and uh, hopefully those people that haven't listened want to tune in and maybe get some value at it. And... At the end of the day, I just hope that there has been some impact in our our efforts here with Rect. Um, but I would also say that I just look forward to continuing to to meet with you, Paul, and having coffee and without these microphones in front of us, and uh, that'd be a just nice continuing change. our friendship. So appreciate right on. you. I appreciate you, and uh, thanks again. This has impacted my family big time. Peace. All right. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. And that's wrecked. Peace out. Mm-hmm.